Welcome to School Nutrition Dietitian. I'm your host, Dahlia Kinsey. I work with programs all over the country as a registered dietitian and school nutrition specialist to save operations time and money on everything from employee training, social media marketing, and wellness programs. Every week, I bring you tips, tricks, and inspiration from fellow professionals in school nutrition and related fields. I'm really excited to present this week's guests to you. I'm so excited about having international guests on the show. I've always been into communicating with people from all over the world, but prior to now, it was just always more complicated. I love that social media and networking online has eliminated a lot of barriers. Yosta is someone I connected with on LinkedIn. I was really interested in the work that she's doing. And even though uh, she had to get up pretty early for us to make the interview happen, it was doable. We have so many issues and concerns as a human family right now. I am very hopeful when I think about the fact that we are not alone in attempting to solve our problems, we can approach problems as an international community. It's easier than ever to connect with other people if the desire is there and if you're willing to put a little bit of the work in. Yosta has brought us practical skills today, and we will be doing a meditation if you feel like you're overwhelmed, you want to see your reaction to stress improve, or you want to be less reactive in life, period, and experience more of an even keel from day to day, feeling more in control of how you respond to life. Meditation is a great way to do that. So instead of just talking about it today, we're actually going to do it. She's going to walk us through a simple meditation. All right, let's get started. School nutrition dietitian here on a mission to show you fruits and vegetables can be super delicious. Eating healthy keeps you healthy on the inside. Keep your stomach satisfied and keep a clear mind. Now you're ready for your academics. Focus, time to handle business. Breakfast, you don't want to miss it. Help your body to replenish. Clean food, clear mind. That is the vision. Tune in to the school nutrition dietitian. Hi, Yosa. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited. As you know, all over the world right now, people are realizing that maybe they don't have the mechanisms that they need to cope with the level of stress that we're currently under. So I thought it would be great to have someone on who can give us not just practical tips about how we can bring our stress levels down now, but some exercises that we can use and just some things that would probably serve us throughout life. It would have been excellent if we all were already prepared for times of stress, but a lot of us, this is the worst thing we've ever been through and we're kind of grappling to find ways to manage. So before we get into all of those practical things, since your training didn't start out in mindfulness, how did you end up working with mindfulness? Yeah, so indeed, my background is in the hospitality industry and uh, human resources. And I 
had never really thought that I would end up as a mindfulness trainer. I've been brought up in a family with a father who was a very spiritual man and does all kind of crazy things like uh, running around in crop circles. And uh, my mother is the, the opposite, so very uh, science-based and um, fact-driven. So I had my reservations uh, with the topic of mindfulness as well. But I was actually going through a difficult time myself, not as uh, not on such a huge scale that we have it today, but some turbulence uh, in my personal life having to do with disease and uh, death in the family, and also a very difficult time at work. And it was recommended to me by a friend, and I decided to give it a go, uh, feeling that uh, the way I was living my life wasn't uh, giving me the, the relaxation and the depth that, that I was looking for and the, the, and the calm in those difficult times. So I got introduced to mindfulness. I did my own training and was so amazed by the effects of it that quite soon after I felt like, wow, I, I really want to spread this and I want more people to, to know um, that there are actually tools and things that you can try or do to to make your life easier. Mm. So that's how it happened. And so that quickly you started to experience benefits. I know a lot of people have read about the research and the studies that show that meditation really is effective when it comes to stress management and a lot of other things, but it always sounds like you have to have an established practice and like it's not something we can run to if we haven't already put in the work and gotten our brain to the point where we can sit down and get in a more relaxed state. In your mm -hmm. experience, what really happens? Do we have to have an established meditation practice to look to mindfulness right now and get benefits? Well, it's it's definitely not a quick fix, and that's what makes it, uh, in a way, difficult to teach as well, because generally we are looking for quick fixes, right? And especially now, when, when all of us are struggling and looking for these tools, then it would be great if we could just press a button somewhere and we, we have a different way of dealing with it. But yeah, it is something that, that you practice over time. But I did notice very early on in my practice already that I was starting to change my perspective on how I was looking at the difficulty I was dealing with. And, and I definitely see after years of practice that it becomes even easier. But the fact that it's not a quick fix, I believe, doesn't mean that people shouldn't give it a try. So what benefits have you seen in the clients that you work with? Well, definitely uh, stress management is, is definitely on the top of the list for everyone. What I'm really happy about is that a lot of my clients say that they, through the way that I approach it, they feel that they have, they take things less seriously. So they put much less emphasis on the difficulty they're dealing with and they are better able to take a step back and also see uh, what is still good in life and the things that you can still enjoy. And that's definitely one of my takeaways from mindfulness. But also improved relationships, for example, being uh, 
less argumentative, uh, having having better relationship with kids, with partners, with friends, for example. Uh, so those those kind of things. Yeah, and, and science has revealed a lot more benefits, like being more creative, for example, being better at problem solving. Um, but I would say the like the overall gain that I and many people get from my mindfulness is is that that space that you create between what is happening to you and how you react to it. Hmm. And mindfulness is kind of a big umbrella term, right? So what are different ways that people might practice mindfulness? Yeah. So mindfulness is not a practice in itself. Mindfulness is more like a skill that you can learn. And it's it's much like uh, learning to play an instrument, for example, or learning to to speak a new language. So that that's what requires the practice. And and my, what you learn then is to be more mindful, which essentially means that you're becoming more aware of what is going on while it's going on, and you're also becoming more aware of how you react to it. And if, for example, if, you, if you're very judgmental or if, if you're more anxious or so just how you deal with it and you become kinder as well in, in seeing how you react to things. So mindfulness is not so much a tool, but it's, a, it's more of a, an approach to life almost. Maybe sounds very big, but it's, it's a way of looking at things. And the exercise that you can do to achieve this is meditation for example meditation is really the tool or the technique and and mindfulness is the result of it Uh, but there are also other things that that you can do to become more mindful as as a person and what are some examples so some examples are uh, well, meditation, and there are different types of meditations that you can do. So there is the uh, the body scan, for example, where um, you scan your body, you become aware of sensations and also aware of, of distractions and how you react to a busy mind, a lot of distractions, a noisy neighbor, for example. <laughs> and there is mindful movement, so mindful walking or a type of yoga which is also focused on trying to discover your your boundaries and how you deal with those boundaries and there is meditation of the breath of course which is uh, very well known but then also if you don't want to meditate yet or um, if you want to try something else there are very simple things that you can do like um, being fully aware of one daily activity, for example. So being fully attentive, brushing your teeth, noticing uh, the, the sensation of the brush against your, your gums and your teeth, um, the, the texture and the flavor of the toothpaste. And, and that's how you also train attention, for example. Something else like showering or whatever you do on a daily basis, for example. And, and yeah, what about preparing a meal or even better <laughs> when you're eating a meal and you're, you're fully aware, that's how you can also train your attention 
And um, maybe you think, well, you know, why would I train my attention to become less stressed? But it's actually the starting point of becoming more self-aware. So uh, you're first more aware of your whatever you're practicing, and then you're becoming more aware of how you're reacting to it. And that is something that uh, the more and more you practice, you will see the benefits outside of the practice as well. Mm. What are some of the challenges that your new students first bring to you when they sit down and they try to start paying more attention to what's going on in the moment? A lot of people say, I cannot stop my mind. <laughs> yeah, and that's a, that's a very common issue, but it's not actually an issue. I and mean, that's what I always try to explain again and again in, in my courses is we're not trying to stop the mind. We have tens of thousands of thoughts uh, per day, so it's pretty much impossible to stop them. But what we're trying to do is not get entangled in all those thoughts. So I'm, I'm telling my students, my clients, if you have a busy mind and you're meditating or you're doing your daily activity, then that's what it is. That's actually your your curriculum to to work with. And that's also a different perspective. So the the mind is just part of it. Uh, Some other challenges could be, how do I find the time, for example? I already have such a full day, uh, children to take care of, work, uh, exercise. (laughs) How do I add on um, meditation to that, for example? And this is where I say, well, Find a moment that works for you and you don't have to sit and meditate for 30 minutes a day. If you can tag it onto an activity that you already do, like um, brushing your teeth or uh, eating lunch and then taking from one breath to however minutes you can spare. And don't start with the big chunk, but just build it up. Or I should say build it up. <laughs> yeah. So how do you know when you're ready to add more time on? Uh, That's a good question. I I would say that's something that that you will know. And and it's just a matter of trying and and seeing how it goes. And maybe if you forget to set your alarm bell, suddenly you're sitting there for 30 minutes. That sounds okay. That sounds ideal. I don't know how long it would take for that to happen for me. So there's so many different types. Is there any type that you think tends to do better than others? If some people are bothered by just sitting in total silence, does mantra meditation give you benefits as well? Or does it seem like there's some that are more effective than others? Mm-hmm. Well, of course, it's it's a matter of personal uh, choice and preference. Uh, Mindfulness meditation tends to be um, without music, without mantra, etc. because you're you're training your mind to focus and you're training to become aware of the distraction. So whenever you're listening to music, there's already a distraction of the meditation itself. But if it works for, for someone, I'm not going to say, don't do it. What I hear a lot from my clients is that, for example, the body scan, it has a very relaxing effect, focusing on the body. And of course, if you're dealing with chronic pain, it's a different story. 
but you know, especially in those times, it's it's important to relax. So if that meditation relaxes you, do it by all means. If you prefer to just focus on your breath for a couple of minutes when you wake up or before you go to sleep, that's also great, definitely. And for people that are a bit daunted by the fact that you know I have to sit and I have to train my attention. Something as simple as focusing on your senses could help as well. Uh, just going outside, for example, or even in, indoors and um, focus on five things that you can see around you. Focus on um, four things that you can hear, cars passing by or um, whatever sound, bird sounds, three things that you can smell for example, in your room, and maybe there's nothing, but at least you can try. And two things that you can touch, a sense of touch also is very powerful to, to focus our attention. So what does the fabric of my uh, sweater feel like? Or do I feel the, the touch of a, a breeze on my skin, for example? And then one thing that you can taste, if anything. Okay. I love that. That's really approachable. So we planned in advance on having a short exercise that people could do right now to get maybe their first exposure to what an exercise might look like. So what do we need to do to get ready? All right. Well, first of all, uh, make sure that you're comfortable. So finding a comfortable seat in your chair or on your sofa or on the floor, however you're seated. It's important to be comfortable in meditation because many people also think that we need to be very rigid and uh, cross-legged uh, like a Buddha, but let's make sure that you're, you're cozy and comfortable. You can close your eyes if you feel comfortable or otherwise um, I suggest lowering your gaze just so that you can relax your eyes and. You can turn your, your vision inward. And then just checking in on your posture in this moment. And maybe starting with the feet. So bringing your attention to the feet. And sensing maybe the way your feet touch the floor, the weight of your feet. Maybe you're wearing socks and you can sense a little bit the fabric of your socks against your skin. Or maybe you're wearing shoes and you can feel the way your feet are contained in your shoes. And then bringing your attention up through the legs to your sit bones, your seat. And here maybe you can also sense the weight of the body on the chair. And maybe you can feel how you're being carried by the surface you're sitting on. And if possible, seeing if you can let yourself be carried 
a little bit more even, relaxing into the seat. And then bringing your attention up, up the spine, stretching all the way up. Checking in on your shoulders. Maybe they're a bit tense, maybe they're relaxed. Either way is fine. You don't need to sit or be a certain way. It is what it is. And then bringing your attention to the movement of the breath. And perhaps for starters, maybe see if you can take a few deep in-breaths, starting to fill your belly, and then filling oxygen into the heart area, and all the way up to the crown of the head. And then exhale and again inhaling the belly, the heart, and the crown of the head. And then a third time, breathing into the belly, the heart, the crown of the head. And then seeing if you can settle your attention somewhere where you can sense the breath moving in and out most clearly. So maybe for you that's at the nostrils where you can feel the breath moving in and out of the nose. Maybe it's in your chest where you can sense the rising and falling of the chest. Or perhaps it's all the way down in the belly, where the belly inflates like a balloon when you inhale and deflates when you exhale. And if it's helpful for you, you can also place a hand on your belly and follow the rising and falling of your hand. And if you notice that you're distracted, which inevitably you will, then that's all right. The mind tends to wander. So as soon as you notice, you're, you're mindful again, you're here. And then it's the attitude that matters. Seeing if you can relax with kindness, your attention back towards following the breath. Following the inhale and the exhale. 
And if you notice that there is tension in the mind or tension in the body, seeing if you can just notice and maybe name it, oh, there's tension. And then bring your attention back to the breath. So not pushing things away or clinging to something. Noticing and focusing. And then bringing your attention back into the body. So expanding the focus of your attention. So taking the whole body sitting here as if it's the whole body breathing. And becoming aware of your posture. Maybe a facial expression. Sensations on the skin and right inside the body. And by bringing your attention to the body like this, it's almost as if you were coming home to the body and coming home to this moment right now. And then whenever you're ready, you like to wiggle your toes and fingers, encircling your wrists and ankles and maybe giving yourself a stretch and then in your own time, opening your eyes whenever you're ready. Thank you. That feels like a really approachable entry point. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) And sometimes it's hard, especially when we're going through such stress that we are going through today. I mean, it it might, might feel so counterintuitive to sit back and to focus on a stressed body or a stressed mind, um, but it does help, yeah. I believe. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yes, because it's so much easier to make good decisions or decisions that are in alignment with who you usually are when you're not in a stressed state. It's best to go into the difficult decisions that a lot of people are having to make right now with a clearer mind. So that's another reason, right? That's so beneficial. Where can we find you online? How can people connect to you? I have a website. Uh, My my company is called Unplug. My website is simply unplug.nl. And I'll make sure to have information ready because I'm uh, going to deploy a course, a six-week online course. And for people who'd like to learn more about mindfulness and see um, yeah, what other tools are available. And um, yeah, just more than I can explain in, in this short time. 
so yeah, visit my website and um, that's where I am. Excellent. And um, thank you for, uh, for listening, everyone, as well. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. This has really been a time of monumental growth for me when it comes to stress management and just coping with life in general. Not to say that everything's still going great right now, but the coping mechanisms are just getting beefed up and ramped up. And these are practices that will continue to serve me even when things level out a little bit. Yosta has been generous enough to create a special offer for people who listen to the show. Yosta has launched a six-week online mindfulness training, and the discount code is DeliaKinsey2020. I'll have all this information in the show notes. If you feel like Yosta is the right teacher for you and you would like to dig a little bit deeper into mindfulness with her, she's made that available for us. I've been using entertainment as a form of escapism recently, and I'm a big fan of sci-fi and Marvel, things of that nature. I was watching Venom again the other day, and there was a scene where a character says, life hurts, it just does. And it just feels very true. When she said it, it felt palpable the first time I saw it, but now even more so. Everyone has their struggles. Every country, every community has their struggles. And right now, it's just very, very stressful to be a person of color in the U.S. It was prior to this, but Now, any previous hurts or trauma that you've experienced from being marginalized or treated differently feels like it's all kind of bubbling up and coming to the surface right now. And we're walking around with nerves exposed. So self-care is really important for people who are chronically stressed, and that's very common And it's exacerbated if you're a person of color being treated poorly. So be kind to yourself. You may be treading water right now, but that isn't the state that we want to be in over the long term. We want to actively look for ways to manage our stress so that we can do more than just get by. Thanks for joining me as always. If you have any topics that you'd like to contribute or comments, please reach out to me on social media. That's at School Nutrition RD on Facebook and on Instagram. Next week, we have such a treat in store. I'm very excited about this. You may notice a trend here. I'm very excited about everybody I talk to, especially lately. But there is a new tool that has been created for school nutrition professionals in particular. And we'll be speaking with Amanda and Marlon, the creative minds behind First Taste TV. I'm super excited about this project. I can't wait to share this interview with you. They have fabulous family level energy that's so familiar in the school nutrition community and just so fun. So next week, 
be ready to have fun and learn all about a new tool and see how you can jump on their mailing list so you don't miss any of the things they're rolling out right now. Okay, everybody be well, stay safe. We'll see you next week.